welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devatara called Parshas Shriftim of Parents and Managers. Shalom to everyone. I would like to share with you an interesting thought I had to go with my Chavusa. And although it might be difficult to convey the message in a simple way, but I think it's a... Uh, it's something that hopefully will interest some of you. Something that people don't talk as much about is the end of this week's Parsha. Parsha Choiftim, it talks about Egla Ruf, also known as the Axed Hafer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. This applies when a person is found murdered outside a city. So what happens is the elders of that city have to declare that they had no part in this mur- murder. And that's exactly what the Pasuk says. It says like this, that the Ziknei Ahil, the elders of that city, as part of the ceremony, they say, Yadeinu lo et lo Which literally means, our hands have not spilt this blood, and our eyes did not see. And they go on to request Hashem, that whatever the ceremony they're doing, will atone for the people of Israel, for the fact that there was a murder occurred. And we see that the closest city is responsible. Rashi on the spot, based on the Gemara in Soita Daf Lamed Hay, he explains that the Gemara says, what do you mean? The elders, the most important people, the elders of the city, the most important people, hush of people, they're not just elders in age, they're the most hush of and mechubad, honorable people that people learn from, it was so obvious they'll have no part in the murder. So what does it really mean? So the Gemara says, and Rashi brings it down. It means that they must remove the suspicion that they, and what the suspicion, the suspicion that was literally on them, on the elders, and and based in the city. What was the suspicions? What would they be suspicious of? The fact that there was a visitor in their city, and that they didn't ensure that someone would provide him with food and escort him. Lelavototo on his way out. Again, to summarize, even though the Pasuk says that they have to say, we had nothing to do with this murder, that's obvious they wouldn't have an active part in this murder. So what does this really mean? It means that they have to make sure everyone understands that the elders of the city had nothing to do with the potential fact that this visitor that came to their city, and that's what we're assuming, that got murdered, after he left the city, it could be that there was someone that did not give him food and no one escorted him out. And if that is what happened, we, the elders of the city, had nothing to do with it. So, the obvious question, and, call, and the Mefarshim ask, what do you mean? How does it have anything to do with something leading to murder? Just the mere fact that no one escorted the visitor, that led him to get murdered? How, how, how does that mean that we had a part of the murder? So to say it one more time, to ensure it's not confusing, what we're saying at the end, after the Gemara, and Rashi explains it, that the elders had to communicate to everyone as part of the ceremony and say, we had nothing to do with the murder. What does that mean? It means we, had, we did everything we can. We have a system in place, the Chesed Committee, and we ensure that every visitor gets everything he needs. We give him food for the way, and we escort him out of the city. And if, and probably over here what happened because somehow it led to the murder. Perhaps this person, this visitor that was by us, no one escorted him, but it had nothing to do with us. We did our best to ensure 
that he will get food. And therefore, we were not there when it happened. We did not know about it. The obvious question is, how can that lead to the murder being happened? The murder happening? Just because, why is it, why is there a correlation and any type of connection between the fact that if they were to blame and they did, and they were there and they didn't do anything about it and they let the visitor leave without being escorting and getting food, how did that lead to the fact he got murdered? There's different answers to that question, but let's leave that as question number one. Question number two, it's very interesting. The only place that comes to my mind in the Chumash that we see this idea of the Egla Ufa mentioned is a long time ago in Parashat Vayigash. In Parashat Vayigash, Perik Memhei, Pasuk Kaf Zain, when Yosef, it's finally communicated and to, and revealed to Yaakov Avinu that his son Yosef leaving that he's still alive and don't forget last time he was together with Yaakov Avinu was when he was only 17 that's when he left and eventually he became one of the leaders of Mitzrayim and, and just now it's being conveyed to Yaakov Avinu Baruch Hashem your son Yosef is still alive so what did Yosef do? he sent him no no other than agalot, wagons. And the word is the same, egla, rufa, and agalot. In Hebrew, it's the same word. Because he did that to hint to him, to hint him that, I remember, the last thing we learned together is this whole idea, this ceremony that we just discussed, and that's in our week's parsha, egla, arufa. Meaning, Joseph, Yosef, gave his brothers to give to his father something that, that resembled a sign of the last top topic of study that he was involved with when he separated from his father Yaakov Avinu, which is the passage of the calf whose neck is broken, which is that's in part of the ceremony of the Egla Ufa. Egla is like the word Agala, wagon, and hence that was the hint. The question is, okay, we understand on a very simple level why Yosef would want to do that. He wanted to hint to Yaakov Avinu, no one's tricking you, it is me, here's the proof, this is what we learned last. But surely, the fact that he decided to hint it in such a fashion has a deeper meaning behind it. And due to the lack of time, and being 12 at night right now by me, I'm just going to go ahead and say the answer. I had a mashal I wanted to say, but I'm just going to say the answer. The concept that I'd like to share with you is the following. When a person is in a position that he can affect and impact others, then it has to be very clear that whatever he wants to impact people in, that he is, he puts a lot of importance and chashivut to the mida, to the characteristic, to the topic at hand. For example, I know a certain person that every day when he comes to shul, it's obviously important for him a little bit to come to shul, but every time he comes, he always comes 20 minutes late. All the time, religiously, quote-unquote, he comes 20 minutes late. It's still important for him to come, obviously, because he comes to Minyan. But you see, aside from Shmones, he schmoozes here, he schmoozes there. Then you see his son. His son's growing up, and he barely comes. But on Shabbos he comes, but also he only comes at the end. And the question is, who we can't judge anyone, and I'm just bringing this as a mashal, as a terrible, but perhaps what's happening is that the son realizes because despite the fact that a, a son has a natural tendency to want to be like the father, but he sees that even in the father's eyes, it's 
not really important for him, Daphne, because if it was really important for him, then he'd take it totally seriously. Everyone sins here and there, but you see that it's not really something so important for him. And so too, this was just an example, everything in life is like that. The people you can affect, your spouse, your children, your friends, especially if you're a manager at work, everyone has the part of the circles that they can affect. People see what's important to you, and if they value you, they'll want to be like you, so you can have a major impact on people. And that all depends on how people view something is important to you. Now, what does it have to do with us? The scanning of the city are the most respectable people. So even if they were to do something a little bit that shows a disrespect to their fellow Jew, that can have, have an exponential impact on the whole city. And yes, in the long term, it could eventually lead to murder because it all stems from the idea of not showing, a certain, uh, uh, not showing the right importance that one should have to his fellow Jew. And hence, the skinny, more than anyone, have to make sure and tell everyone, yes, we had nothing to do with it. If there was a visitor here, believe me, we would do everything we can to give them food and to escort them and to make them feel good about themselves when they leave. Because if not, eventually, down the road, that could lead to murder. And we want to have nothing to do with it. And Don't make a mistake and learn something like that from us. The same idea, perhaps, Yosef, was trying to convey to his father Yaakov. He was trying to tell him, I know that I left already when I was 17, and who knows what can happen right now. Since then, I'm in Egypt, the, the epitome of impurity. We know what was going on. Shafim and all this stuff, it can have a huge effect. There's no Jews around me. But yet, Yosef told him, don't worry about me. I remember the, the concept that came out of what we learned last. We learned Egla Rufa. Egla Rufa teaches us what we just said. That there's this concept that someone that taught you, someone that you hold of, and it was obvious that Yosef held of his father, Yaakov Avinu, and he saw that everything to do with Yiddishkeit was so important to him. And hence he said, don't worry. I understood that concept. I saw that in you and that affected me. And, be, and in the merit of that, that keeps me going. And I don't care what's going around me. I have nothing to do with it. And indeed, perhaps a proof to this concept, to this shtikol toyer I'm trying to say, is that indeed is what saved him. We know that he had a point in time that Eshet Potiphar tried to seduce him and the one thing that saved him was the image in his mind of his father, Yaakov Avinu. Why? Because he knew that for his father, anything to do with Yiddishkeit was so important. So, although I had another story to say, but I reached the 10-minute point, and I just want to end and say, especially during a time like this, when we're about to start a new year, perhaps we should take this upon ourselves and think that we have a major potential impact on people around us. People we manage, people that hold of us, our children, and we should think twice how we convey the importance of Yiddishkeit values that we have. Good Shabbos. This is the Prism of Torah podcast. Dr. Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. 
prismaftorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, prismaftorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Levasiona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doiv, Isaac Isaac Ben Moshe.